Hi guys, quick show note just to say there's about three minutes in the middle of the podcast where I had to use the backup audio file because the real file got corrupted. So just to let you know that the audio dips just for a few minutes, literally, and then it's right back up. So sorry about that, guys. Welcome to Drinks at Dana's. This is Jess from the L Word Online, and today we are going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 2, Lean on Me. And I am coming to you not from a boat this time. <laughs> I am coming to you from my office in Kansas City, where it is almost 1230 in the morning. But I am ready to discuss and we also have chris hello it's 3 p.m in the afternoon so i'm fine (laughs) here in (laughs) sydney australia where we are still technically in lockdown and will be for all time and i'm ash i'm here as well and i am just after six in the morning in the isle of man the uk yay (laughs) (laughs) and you look wonderful for 6 a.m well, I've been up since 4.30. <laughs> Lord. Crazy I'm more likely to be up until 4.30. Yeah, got to pop that content out. Got to pop that content out. <laughs> Anything for the L word. Yeah, those 10 magical weeks where the L word is on. <laughs> where we do not sleep. Yeah, just for you guys. Yep. Sacrifices are made. So Jess, you thought there was there was something with this episode title. It wasn't just, you know, to quote a title from the OG show, a lactose intolerant, a <laughs> randomly thrown in there one. You thought there was a maybe more to the title this week? The reason I asked about the episode title is because last week we've been talking about how the episodes maybe or the episode titles maybe referred referenced back to episode titles from the original L word. Mm-hmm. And from pretty much the very first scene of this, I immediately thought about a very specific episode from the OG L word. And uh-huh. I thought about it the entire episode. It tied in all the way to the end. And so I even, I went and looked up at that episode and looked up specific lines and everything. Cause I was sure that it, you know they were doing something which one was it (laughs) uh 501 life cycle when they do the bicycle ride for dana and then they they're camping and they have the big discussion about cheating and what constitutes cheating and who thinks what is cheating Mm -hmm. so so from the very beginning it became it was very obvious that nat and alice have different views of monogamy. Yeah. And uh slightly. Yeah. And so the whole monogamy cheating, you know, what people can live with and what they can't kind of carried throughout this entire episode. And a couple of people have said to me they thought of like the way Alice has always been like more like she has never herself that we know of anyway cheated mm-hmm. whereas everybody else <laughs> It's like it's knocking through them. So yeah, and then obviously Danny, Finley, Sophie. I did I did think about that a little bit. The line that Micah says, he's like, yeah. cheating's a deal breaker for Danny. And it's it's kind of said like that is not a deal breaker for everyone. And it's like, I think most right. people would say cheating even if you're you have like an agreement or something like you're doing it behind danny's back like she knows nothing about this like she thinks that you y'all are friends so right that's why i went back to look up episode i I think i said 501 but it's episode 510 um to see what everyone specifically said about Mm -hmm. what they think cheating is because i i couldn't actually remember where alice fell the big sticking point for me from that one was what Tasha said. Uh-huh, and then yeah. I couldn't exactly remember everyone else, but um, yeah, Ta- Alice was very adamant about um, cheating that yeah, kissing is cheating. Sleeping with someone is definitely cheating. She was 
a little bit judgy of Bet, made sure that everyone knew that Bet had cheated. A little. <laughs> <laughs> and, I think um, she's still inflicting from from Bet cheating cheating on her. Exactly. Exactly. And uh Shane didn't think it was cheating unless you fuck someone more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Alice definitely definitely has um i'm fit like a lot of the episodes like even the next episode uh luck be a lady is is like the exact same title as a season four episode and then there's lobsters too yeah and there was a lobsters as we all know so but having seen those it's i think it is more like this like it's referring like this sounds like a bit cheesy but like to the essence of the episode there's no like i don't know like poppy doesn't walk in the door and look be a lady you know it's there's it's they're not too heavy-handed with it if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah so i think we're going to change around a little bit and talk about more the characters and each storylines in in chunks and I think, of course, we have to start with the Danny, Sophie, Finley cliffhanger, kerfuffle. (laughs) What is happening here? Because I think Alice summed up well that Finley looked like a kitten on a highway. (laughs) I was so awed at that. I'm like, oh. God, sorry. Um, Oh, come on, Finley. Jesus Christ. She's like a little kitten on a highway. Okay. Hi. That was bad, huh? Well, it wasn't your greatest moment. Um, do you want me to get you out of here? I gotta go find something. I get it. Oh. Micah. Poor little Finley. I just want to give her a hug. Oh. Penny is pissed. Yeah. When she runs out of there. Oh, watch out. Yeah. That I was maybe the that. best. Um, not left at the altar, but a uh, wedding interrupt us sort of scene. I think I may have ever seen in any show like realistic reaction uh, yeah mostly of, because yeah. of danny's reaction and and everyone's yeah. reaction but yeah yeah because normally well they do that, that whole like safe face and like let's talk in the back room and everybody you know waits around to see what's <laughs> gonna happen with the wedding <laughs> right. danny's just made it clear nope it's not happening yeah it was it was a bit i wouldn't want to be hit by ari mandy though she's like quite <laughs> oh. the boxer <laughs> so she had a, quite a right hook there yeah, Finley's gonna be spoiled. But I loved for a while. the look on the gay panic on Finley's face. It's oh, like <laughs> Danny is storming towards her and she knows what's gonna happen and she just ah! <laughs> Yeah, and I did like how I think it was very true to, to Danny's character that she was like, Nope, like we're done and then we see her as well throughout the episode. Like the first thought I had when I saw this, cause cause Danny is so much like Bet that it will be like a the embarrassment of that happening in front of all these people that are Mm. obviously her close family and friends and yes okay the cheating thing too but I think that will be like a really big sticking point for Danny and she'll avoid or be you know isolate herself in some way at least for a while because I just think that's what Bet would do and they're very similar that way Mm. i don't this is sort of a tangent i don't remember what is danny doing for work right now pretty much they haven't said anything because i'm i'm either assuming that she's looking for something or that that she's doing something for her dad i mean a lot of people in like danny's position when you know their thing runs out or Mm -hmm they finish a job or lose a job or something, they become consultants. Mm. And that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure she's either doing something like that or she could have even gone back to her dad, but there's been no specific mention of anything. And then even at, it's obvious she's not doing anything with Bet. I think, because the way Bet says at the end, like, I'm here for you if you need me, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's more... Uh, friendship mentor mentee like thing that that she wants to make clear is still available even though they're not working together because i 
can't see there really being a position for Danny at the new gallery. Plus, she's rich, so it's not like she needs to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's She's going to have a couple who answers the door. (laughs) Yeah, and someone like that with, like, her education, her money, she's probably going to sit on, like, I don't know, the board of a hospital or something like that and maybe do some some other like charity work like through not like the actual doing of the work but like assisting something or just to get the name behind it and to like fill in some hours okay i just wanted to make sure it wasn't me because yeah i was trying to think of what she would turn to she doesn't seem to have anyone to turn to Mm -hmm. or anything right now yeah i think Bat seems to kind of be yeah like a Mm. mother figure almost which means we were way wrong with the attraction the well she did admit she had she did have a crush yeah Yeah. well yeah but But yeah in this particular episode i did get more of a motherly vibe like she's coming to check on her and the way she hugs her later like just exactly because sophie has a a ton of daughter vibe sophie seems to have everyone to turn to family Mm -hmm. and friends and and Danny just seems to be alone now. Yeah, I mean, I I think that when, like when I watched the first season, I did feel as though we were being pushed into the Danny bet attraction thing. But I very adamantly always said I want I would have preferred to have this like I, I keep saying mentor mentee relationship. I think there was right. a, there must be a better word for it because I think that this exists in a lot in the world in two ways and you have both of them here is that gay women who are a bit older and have had to make it in in more of this backwards world that we had and and now they're being the replacement figures for younger women coming through and showing them the ropes and showing how you do all these things in the heteronormative man-driven world, but then also women who, through either being ostracized through their family because of being gay or because their their parents aren't alive or, or anything like that, that they have someone else. So I think that that is filling both things for the Danny Bat one. Yeah. Mm. Plus it shows like, not every two lesbians have to sleep with each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and thank God they didn't. Because I, I just, I feel like this shows like even the tiniest bit of growth for Matt. Because previously, you know, she would have been maybe all over that. Yeah, previously it would have happened. <laughs> even though, weirdly, like Gigi and Danny, like both actresses are really, I think, the same age or maybe like a year difference because I think Ari's like the same age as me and, and CPD's like a year older or something, but they seem really different. I don't know, just the characters maybe. So moving on from our Sophie Finley Danny triangle is to another cheating storyline. I feel and... like that's the theme of this is proudly brought to you by <laughs> cheating. <laughs> yeah. That Jose. and the word fudge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jose and Micah and Jose has moved back in with his husband. So when he moved in, remember when the first episode when Micah was saw him and he was moving in and he was like, oh, I'm the new manager. So that must have been him moving out of the husband's house. Mm-hmm. And then when you, you know, there was a few episodes where we saw the husband before we knew he was the husband. So that must have been them trying to start patching things up. And then, yeah, what a great time to uh, start start cheating with someone. <laughs> yeah, so I am glad that Micah, like, because I did not, I I just don't like the whole even more cheating. Like, yeah, done. You know the story now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Micah doesn't seem like that sort of person. Like, he seems like a sweet, yeah. nice person. Mm-hmm. So that tracked pretty well for me, and I love Mary Bell's like very direct like you know now so what are you doing yeah I, I like her character a lot so she's the voice of common sense yeah but she's also really funny too like Sassy. i like the humor yeah yeah and to me micah seemed a bit more judgmental in the last episode when he was trying to get sophie to talk to danny 
mm-hmm. um, before everything went down. And in this one, it kind of seemed like he realized really his own situation and how, um, I don't know, maybe it gave him a little bit more um, empathy towards all the different parties. I mean, he obviously still isn't a proponent of cheating, obviously, and didn't want um, any of this to happen and wants to be in Danny's corner. But I mean, I think he had to be honest with himself that he was a cheater right now in this, Mm -hmm. in his own relationship. So I'm glad that he kind of, you know, fixed his house too. Yeah. Plus I'm glad that they didn't drag it on for like the whole season. Yeah, right. It's just like they cut that, yeah. like the end, full stop. <laughs> Hopefully, like that's the end of that storyline. There and- was a lot of storylines. I think they did that for kind of uh, over this long break, like the bet and pushing that guy, and all those. Li- the the I did like the priest though, and all those little ones, and just they didn't feel the need to waste an episode, like especially when we've only got ten patching things up and mm-hmm. if they're going nowhere i think just the l word way of just being like this never existed bye-bye like that yeah. was the, the <laughs> right way to the do it. black hole yeah Gosh. yeah with the time and time zone and everything <laughs> i'd love to pull things out of that black hole and be like whatever happened to this and this and this person and this character <laughs> oh we've been yeah. there for a long time <laughs> they're living in an l word alternate dimension yeah, and well, that's a show I would watch. <laughs> I also really liked um, uh, Micah's heart to heart with Danny. I don't know that anyone else would have been able to get her to listen mm-hmm. and to maybe be a little bit flexible in her feelings about no, you cheat, this is over. There's you know nothing redeemable yeah. about it. Um, He's trying to fix things in, I think, the only way he knows how with keeping his friends together. But I did think it was a little, I'm like, he got her to pull the mom's baking dish out of the trash, but didn't she throw the grandmother's ring in the toilet? toilet. Yeah. Isn't, that a, isn't that a family heirloom? I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm ho- like you know you know when you if anything like metal like sometimes it stays in there so yes. maybe maybe it should yeah I was thinking that maybe like, it's someone slush. open the trap open the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'd stick my hand in toilet water to get the ring out uh, yes but I'm so glad she saved the dish yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I love how all the wedding chaos was going down and all Sophie's family could talk about was all like what are we going to do with all this leftover food <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> but interestingly enough when Sophie's mum asked asked her if she loves Finley she didn't really answer she just mm-hmm. all she said back was I love Danny so I'm still like mm. I still think F- Sophie's just avoiding her feelings oh yeah I think her family know what went on with Finley. Like, I think it's just Maribel. Well, the mom asked her if she loves Finley, though. Oh, maybe because she... Yeah, but that's because she was like, she showed... I think she said she showed up. Why does she think that? And and so she must not know that that anything happened. I'm sure they read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm sure Mary... When she left, Maribel was like, listen... She didn't push Finley away, really, as much as I thought she would in this episode. Mm. She had her little period where she got mad and they yelled, but... And there was a lot of glaring. Finley took herself out of the situation by quitting her job, which I thought was BS. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure even whatever Sophie's on, like, salary-wise, isn't amazing, amazing, but... It's it's decent and there's plenty of other, you know, producer roles that okay, then that you're not just gonna be able to walk in the door. But I'm sure there's also something they could have done with Finley, like Alice. There must you know, if Alice has this show hit those they're on that Paramount um, pictures lot, there could have been a swap, there could have been something Finley could have done like the nights ago and anything, like why would you let this poor person who literally has nothing, like their family won't help them if they're in trouble. 
they're absolutely if they're a PA who's just taken a significant absence is living paycheck to paycheck has no home that we know of and just wandering the street has a substance abuse uh, disorder already Aww. like are you kidding me and her like her friend just punched her in the face and her other friends mm-hmm. are mad at her like mm-hmm. feeling was sad, but like man i'll look after you <laughs> you can't because she's coming to sydney i'm taking care of her <laughs> she can't get into sydney oh i know no one can get into sydney no one can get into australia no one can get out of we can't get out of australia <laughs> side note i was so sad that she was like oh when i went home to missouri like i stopped drinking and i like fixed my life up and everything and the next thing she's like, like later, she's drinking a beer. Drinking all the beer like no she's fallen off the wagon already I mean, she wasn't drinking heavily. She wasn't drinking like she did in the first season. We just saw the beginning of it, so we saw her. (laughs) Well, she only had a six-pack, and Micah took one, so... Maybe that's all she could afford. I was just waiting when she said she would quit for one of them, Alice or Sophie, to be like, no, don't go. It's okay. (laughs) We can work it out. (laughs) Especially Alice, or I, I, like... Maybe this is a behind behind the scenes thing, but in my head, I'm going to think that because Alice knows the situation and because Alice is completely loaded that she gave Finley some sort of like severance pay or something. But I know that it's not really something that happens in America, like a redundancy payment over here. If you lose your job, it's like, take a year's salary. Oh, you've been at the company 10 years? <laughs> Take five Wait, years salary. That's Wait, hilarious. They don't do that in the US. <laughs> like, yeah. They do that in Australia as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, it is extremely difficult switching between US working system and UK working system because the UK, it's too far the other way. They're like, you can, you know, just have all this, you know, time off. But in the US, it's like, you get nothing. <laughs> and you work 24 hours a day. Yeah. There has to be a happy medium between the two. It's Australia. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. But at five o'clock, we all quit and go and have a barbecue. What? With shrimp. With shrimp on there. I don't even know how you guys get anything done. <laughs> we don't. Well, in the, in the Isle of Man, they don't. <laughs> Fridays, we don't, you can't get anything done. After three, nothing done. <laughs> hey, but you're happy, right? As a nation. Well, yeah, As an they island. Because they're all down <laughs> the aisle. <laughs> Speaking of pubs, <laughs> Dana's. Is it is it me or is it just weird that it's constantly empty? Yes. Like, they, they were yes. filming it when it was like either – I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be early morning beforehand – but then at one point, Tess and Shane are, like, turning on candles. So I'm like, are they getting ready for night? But I'm like, where are all the people? I don't, I mean, surely I know it's COVID, but, like. <laughs> surely they're doing some sort of, like, br- like, they can't just be existing on evening take in a lesbian bar. Like, they cannot. <laughs> they must be doing food in the day or like open in the day or something like yeah and because there's also no way that they're closing for a poker night for shane and her friends yeah. five people yeah. and then yeah because alice gets home and says she's starving so it's obviously nighttime well and i swear yeah. the shot just before the poker scene there's a shot of the outside of dana's and it looks like a line of people waiting to get in so i'm like are they are they just well, but they but they're in the main area of Dana's, so I was like, maybe they shut yeah, down. Yeah, like, like I don't know. Real world it's... problems <laughs> that don't exist in the old world. I don't know. Dana's isn't open at night, but Alice's is apparently because they seem to only <laughs> be working at night on Alice's show. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, a daytime talk show that tapes during the night and looks like a nighttime nightclub. Right. <laughs> and we saw a lot more of the Alice show last season and people and guest stars and stuff and now we're not seeing anything except for her walking off yeah they're doing a lot of Aaron Sorkin like walking around this like when they introduced <laughs> Donald Faison's character Tom 
they're just like and we're walking and we're in an Aaron yep. Sorkin movie like, yeah, yeah that's all I was thinking in that scene magic magic the audience into like not noticing that there's large groups of people not in it like the audience of well, mm. Alice's obviously can't be in it from COVID and large groups of people in the pub or well, the bar at Dana's can't be in it so maybe that's why yeah, like yeah. it's literally filming restrictions. They can't have a ton of extras, so they. Yeah. Mm. So maybe just... all the people walking past Tom and Alice are actual people who work on the show. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I remember talking about that in like what, some of my videos, like over the break, because there was an interview that came out with Marsha, like when they first started changing the filming date, and it they were talking about using like dummies and using like. Mm-hmm. Real the life partners. Actual, yeah, the spouses yeah. of people. So I feel as though I, I think there's some extras that were like the same ones that they've, you know, switched around and stuff. But yeah, like surely they could. I guess we would, we would really notice if they, um, I would do a video on it. All the extras that are in the background. Like, where's Wally trying to spot that same person <laughs> yeah. again and again in the background? What did you guys think of Tom being introduced or his character? I was Gloria! just excited. Can you hear? Can you hear that? I was going to say. I can hear Gloria, but that, that'll make it funny in the podcast. <laughs> Lesbians and their cats. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Gloria. Time, like she mentions her cat, all I can sit here in my head is glory, Gloria, 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 Gloria. Gloria. Oh. Yes, so the introduction of Tom. What do we think of that? Alice's book editor. We didn't get too much out of him. Just sort of un... I mean, he was just saying normal editor things. I mean, Alice yeah. was like a, like quite put off by it, by what, what is quite, yeah. you know, standard. Uh, yeah, I think she was taking it personally, like what yeah. I wrote wasn't good enough. Like, now I have to rewrite stuff? What? <laughs> Which is kind of how I feel. That's why I haven't been always sucky at writing because I can't just can't do revisions. I always think that whatever I put down first time is perfect. <laughs> it doesn't need any revision. But apparently her book does. Um, yeah, with Tom, did we? what do we think of the whole gum thing? They kept going on and on about the gum for ages. What was I, I kind of liked that a little bit because when he was like, it's like the whole job thing, like, that we were saying before about oh like I uh, the one thing I really admire about the U.S. and stuff is like the work ethic and and how everyone well you know most people no matter what their job like they really will do it to the best of their ability and like people like Finley don't always get their praises sung and the way he was like did you do that like you know, yeah, it's putting like gum away, but it looked great. And like you, you—that's how you should praise people, no matter if they're like they are a PA or sweeping the soundstage or they're the yeah. CEO. Like, you know, people that really matters. And yes, of course, you still need to give pay people the the amount they should be paid and like bonuses and time off and all those things, but. Uh, like I've certainly found with people that work for me like people are way way more likely to like you as a boss and to want to do a good job if you praise them and they want to do it because they like you and they know oh I'm um if I do this well she's gonna tell me I did great and maybe she'll give me Mm -hmm. you know another responsibility and and maybe a bonus at the end of the year rather than someone going, Oh God, I have to do this because she's going to come out here and scream if I don't or get an attitude. People are, it's like, you know, you catch more flies with, with honey. Like I've definitely found that like in, in the, any industry, whatever the job. Coming from a place of love rather than a place of fear. So (laughs) onto the other side of Alice's storyline and Alice and Nat. Yeah. What do we think is going on? Well, here? I was so confused when Nat was in the bathroom crying because I was like, has she already done something? Or like, wh- like why? I is did she think crying? that first. And like, their their bathroom door is not that thick. Like, she, it's going to be obvious that Alice will hear her. She was quite, quite crying quite loudly. 
So I don't know. I'll yeah, those sliding it. doors never have like <laughs> great sound coverage. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Alice thought so too, because then she tried to sneak into her phone to see if something was going on. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I, like... I did love when she held the phone up to her face. Though. <laughs> I was like, what is she doing? And then I was like, because I don't have that on my phone. And I was like, oh, can you actually unlock a phone with someone who's asleep? <laughs> yeah, you can unlock it with a photograph. Oh, well, that's not mm -hmm. secure at all then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same with like the fingerprint thing. That's why they took the, I mean, you still have the touch ID, but that's why they took it like exclusively off the phones and stuff. Cause like, I mean, you can, you can pick prints off someone with, with a piece of sellotape. Like, yeah. She wanted to play Farmville, which I'm like, I haven't played in like 10 years. <laughs> I don't think I even heard someone say Farmville. When they said that line, I thought that was trying to show like, Oh, how, Alice has made something up, but it's like a dated reference, so she's gonna know. But then right. Nat said, "Oh no, don't yeah, tell yeah, my don't, my yeah. calf." And I was like, "Oh my god, no, they are still playing." It. <laughs> so Nat finally confesses to Alice why she's been acting so weird and quiet and withdrawn, and it's because she's. Polly. And I know that Marissa character is in a few more episodes because she's mm -hmm. someone that we we uncovered on, on my channel. So I'm assuming that something is gonna open yep. up with yep. yeah, Marissa and did she say she had a husband and a girlfriend? So yeah. Yeah, yeah I think this is a, a storyline that viewers are going to have a lot of feelings about because <laughs> Yeah, I think half the people are going to be in Nat's camp and half are going to be in Alice's camp mm -hmm. of like oh Bye and Polly are not the same thing and mm -hmm. so I mean even just that right there of what does the identity mean is a big debate yeah yeah plus you know Alice brought up that point of like well then why did Nat confess that she was her person and all that stuff at the end of season one? Yeah. Like she yeah. didn't need to do that. Like I think that I mean I'm giving Nat a little bit of a Bible because I think that the fact she had the throuple with her ex-wife was like the because it's obvious she still does like have feelings for Gigi, whether she even like now, like whether she wants to admit it or not. Because in that the first episode when Gigi gets in the car, like Alice also seems to get along great with Gigi. So I feel like they were both trying to convince one another, like that they don't like her feelings or want her to be involved or want her to be involved or anything. And I think now maybe when she did the big thing at the end of the season that she did think that for a second and it was just the oh it's confusing because it's Gigi and and I still love her and she's the mother of my children and then now she's more like oh no like these feelings are valid and I do want like polyamory so I think yeah, plus we don't know how long or what she was discussing with Marissa at the wedding like they could have been talking yeah. about poly stuff for a while yeah, and also, like, behind the scenes, there could have been a lot of, like, Nat frantically Google searching or something. Am I polyamorous? <laughs> like a BuzzFeed the, quiz. Yeah, take a BuzzFeed quiz. She must have got the results. You are polyamorous. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. Yeah, I see a future discussion at Damon, Dana's coming up about this between oh, yeah. um, Alice, Shane, and Bet because... Yeah, Alice has some strong feelings. We've already discussed how she feels about cheating, mm -hmm. but she was, you know, part of the throuple last season. But yeah, she's. Yeah, I love how she was telling Gigi, she was like, oh, yeah, you cheated with Nat. Uh, you cheated on Nat or with Nat. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was always so confused there. Oh, yeah, when the cheating bit came up at the poker yeah. game. Oh, yeah. that's a nice transition. So I was just going to say, do we want to talk about oh, yeah, the poker game? Poker night. 
Yeah. So how much trouble do we think Shane's getting herself in here? A hell of a lot. As soon as she said it, I was like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, Mafia gonna come get you. (laughs) Because um, I've said before, like, I, I worked in the poker industry for a long time, and I have done a video on the poker scene if anybody wants to watch that plug myself (laughs) in my own podcast but the poker that like well Shane is she bought all those chips all those cards like it's obviously not just going to be bet Alice and like you know fun time She, she said she wants to do this poker night with Tess and they all start out the same way you keep the tips Everything from the poker game is separate and it goes to the people who they divvy up the pot, whatever way the, the cards fall. But when, when you have someone like Tess, who's taking tips, like say they're a 10 K buy-in like with Shane, people are tipping like a thousand dollars in a game like that. Maybe even more if there's multiple buy-ins and there was Tess, Shane, Sophie, Alice, Gigi, and Bet, and Tess obviously wasn't playing. So that's five grand she's probably got. And they decide to take a rake is where they're going to get in trouble. And that's when you take out a percentage of the pot. So say there's 50 grand in the pot, they take out seven and you can win 43, but they're keeping the seven grand. And that is what makes it illegal, the taking the rake. So they all start out fine and everybody just takes a tip, but then everybody gets greedy and they start taking. Could this be where we see the the police action happening? I'm still convinced that's with Danny's dad, but who's to say there's not more cops? (laughs) Is it just me? I don't know if Tess is just super perceptive about everyone, but she seems to know Shane better than like, her friends. Even, any of her friends years. even. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, she just calls her right out. She says, tells Shane, you're not discreet. Trouble follows you. And I don't <laughs> think I can take this kind of risk with you. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, yes, Tess, you are right. End of conversation. Do not entertain this further. But I think that Tess is, I mean, last season she said she was from vegas so mm-hmm. i'm assuming she too has worked a lot in the, the gaming industry and when you're around a lot of degenerates you see exactly how these people work and I, I, you you do get very good at reading people mm-hmm. so I, I think that that's where Tess is getting like her intuition or whatever it is from because she does seem very good at reading people because that's what you always say is you play the you play your player not the cards mm-hmm. mm. well, I love the when Tess said um, she hated Shane for sleeping with a girlfriend she's like but look at us now and everyone's so confused <laughs> everyone's like what why are you now I don't know <laughs> Good silence. She's like, we're friends, and everyone's like, and then Alice goes, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> just she really was so it out. She was like super, super confused for a second there. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you're just friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> the poker scene had some of my like favorite, favorite bits from the episode. I loved the Gigi pulling the chair out for bed. Oh, very my cute. heart, my heart. <laughs> And then I loved when Gigi's like, where's Nat? And Alice is like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. <laughs> For a second there, though, I was like, where is Nat? <laughs> when she came home and Nat was like cleaning up the toys, I was like, oh, she could have done with a night out. Like, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't invite Nat, but she invites her assistant or she yeah, might go in. <laughs> Yeah, that scene, that scene there too had so many callbacks to um, episode five ten of the original series mm. when they all get into the the cheating, the very very tense 
cheating discussion. Bet was awfully judgy for being the freaking queen of cheating. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. She also she to play like I cheated on Tina once 17 years ago as if that's the only time. She's freaking cheated on everyone. But she also cheated on Jody with Tina for yeah. like a long <sighs> time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I yeah. do think that so in the big very beginning of the episode when Alice says that kitten on a highway thing and then the camera like pans to Shane and Bet and Bet's like that's the most selfish thing I've ever done that I've ever seen and then the thing with her saying about the cheating My friend, just wait. I think that was the most selfish thing I've ever seen Thanks so much for making me your close one. I feel like there was like, it wasn't just a, I, I feel like those were very purposeful, like meant to draw our attention. Because when I watched Gen Q season one, there was a lot of stuff I didn't notice the first time. And then when I was watching it really closely for the channel, there was so much stuff that was like foreshadowing or like, mm -hmm. oh, that's what lines up with that. And I feel like these being put here were just very, I mean, obviously they're purposeful, like they didn't just fly in the window, but the the Tina thing, like we know, like we were told season one when Danny's telling Beth to confess all her secrets, it just seemed like really we are being shown this for a reason. And I, I don't know. I had a little theory that maybe they would like, because there's a lot of book ending in, in this series. Like even in this episode, like the bat comes over to Danny's, it's a different story. And then at the end of the episode, Danny comes to bat and when she's upset, but I was thinking that maybe there might be like a bookend wedding crash or something with Tina Ooh. carrying bat. That's, that, that's, that's, that's the prediction that I'm throwing well, out. <laughs> and then also in that, in that, poker game when they're all getting a bit you know judgy and it's getting a bit tense um bet does say that it was her biggest regret cheating on tina so i'm like is that the that, that's maybe the only relationship she regrets doing that in <laughs> she's done it a lot but she definitely said that she regrets it with tina yeah because she still wants tina back but that was her biggest mistake yeah cricket cricket <laughs> <laughs> which she also again in the original in that episode when it kind of comes out that she had been cheating on jody with tina there is a discussion about how in love with tina she is that she still loves her mm -hmm. that she's her person it's like the ross and rachel like i think oh, people yeah. want them to be in game like that that's the relationship mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's typical Bet and Tina, but the fact that Tina doesn't think that Bet is in love with her. I mean, if a stranger, if anyone was looking at me, the way, like, Bet literally has, like, heart eyes shooting <laughs> out of her eyes when she looks at Tina. So I'm just like, is Tina in, like, denial? Or, like, or I wonder what, ignoring it? how, like, the end was, because... That was like wearing her wedding ring on a necklace and it's you know last season when Tina was gonna leave and she was like no please stay like these are very very obvious I'm still in love with you and the, we the audience are led to believe they're split up because Tina fell in love with someone else so how did the like what how I did mean, it end so. I mean I just honestly well, Bet says it was 17 years ago that she cheated on her. I kind of assumed that she had cheated on her again. Or that it was just Bet. Bet's always the prior priority, mm -hmm. you know. And Tina saying that there was never any, like, time or space for her. And I think it's one of those actions speak louder than words. I mean, Bet always says how yeah. in love she is with Tina, but she mm -hmm. doesn't put her first. Yeah, and, and I think that that you're right about that because I remember when that episode aired last season when Bet's like confessing all the things to Danny and like the Jenny thing, the the way she phrased it was very ambiguous. And so 
I can't remember if it was Jennifer Beals or Marja Lewis Ryan, the showrunner, who said there was a lot of people saying that. Did did Bet cheat again? And, mm. and I think actually no, it was Eileen Chaikin came out and said, no, 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 we're talking about we're talking about the OG mm. cheating from season one. There hasn't been any any more cheating any since cheating. <laughs> the Jody Tina cheating. So yeah, I I mean obviously like when season six ended like they were especially for them they're doing pretty well but i'm sure things just slip back slip back Mm -hmm. because if that seemed the case when we meet bet and she's running for mayor like yeah i think it was one of those things where it was always bet's career not tina's career it was you know and then having a kid a wifey wife (laughs) right you fall into those roles and maybe Tina was spending all her time raising Angie and Bet was out in the workplace. I mean, we don't really know. We haven't seen all of that, but to me, that's kind of her But it's very easy to imagine that that's what would have happened. Yeah. So, with the, um, the highlights from the poker night for you was the uh, chair pulling. Uh, pulling out, yes. Pulling out the chair, which leads us <laughs> into... Pathetic. That sounds weird. <laughs> um, but the chemistry, the chemistry. Let's talk about the chemistry between Ben I and love them. Oh my god, I love them so much. They they have my heart, both of them. I, I just, I'm so happy now that like last season, I had heard of CPD Moafi before she was on the show and then she was a guest star, I think, in the first two and then bumped up to series regular. So I was so happy when that happened. And I kept saying, like, oh, I hope I hope she she gets a bigger storyline. And I think she's a great actress. I think Jennifer Beals is a fantastic actress. That, you know, we don't need to say how how gorgeous they both are. And I think that they their chemistry, they kill it. And I think that that because they're both great individually, that they're just like one upping each other, and I'm all for the Bet and Gigi number one stan simp right here. <laughs> well, I know when I was watching it, I literally had to pause the the episode. <laughs> I had to immediately send a voicemail to Ash because <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> Do you want me to play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the voicemail that I left. That I left Ash. I literally stopped it right in the middle of the sex scene. So I was like, "No, I can't go any further." Hang on, here. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I'm watching episode two. I've I've literally just had to <laughs> pause it in the middle of the bet and GG sex scene because, oh my god, <laughs> my little head exploded. How fucking hot is that? Oh wow. Okay, before when I said that I didn't think that I felt that Jennifer Beals ever had chemistry with anyone and she came off as a straight lady to me, I take it back now. I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) My girls are doing me proud. Love them. Yeah, so I'm eating my hat and I'm taking it back. (laughs) Jennifer Beals pulled it off finally for me. <laughs> Up to this point, I, I have, was a bit unsure. I, I, she hadn't convinced me, but now mm-hmm. <laughs> my screen. I love the like, <laughs> the like top off or whatever they were doing when they were oh, grabbing yeah, each they, other. They both seem like they want to dominate <laughs> each other. But like, I feel like it was like the throwback to that episode in the original. Remember when someone, who was it that was having the dream sequence? Helena and Bet. And yeah. Helena and Bet, and they were like pushing each other and it wasn't working. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> two, two tops mm. trying to out top each other. Yeah. I mean, Jody was a strong woman, but I don't remember her being dominant with Bet the way that Gigi. Like, is Gigi more of a top than Bet is? Is what I was thinking during that scene because yeah, she seemed to like, um, yeah, win those little battles sometimes. It just seems like Bet's willing to listen to her, like, where she's like, you know, answer, you know, you have to answer this question or whatever. And she was just like, oh, <laughs> there's a, a lot of people that believe that bet is actually like i, I think they say power bottom or or something like that oh yeah and, and, <laughs> I can yeah see that. And they, 
they think that Bat's like convinced herself she's a top. There's a lot of them on Twitter. I yeah, I can I can see that. The the one the note I wrote down for this scene was holy tongues. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. There was definitely some awesome tongue action there. I was not <laughs> expecting. Oh, they they went in for the close up of the kiss. I just thought it was gonna be a hot kiss, but there was a lot of tongue. Bravo, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though because it kind of kind of ended, and I thought, okay, there's another scene, and then they'll come back to it, and then they just they never did. <laughs> I yeah, like, I, no, I want, I want more. more. Give me more. Yeah, I need to see more of this. I'm sure we'll be seeing more from them in the future. But what do you guys think? Do you guys feel like they could potentially be something serious? Or, like, for me, I feel like I'm getting a vibe from Gigi that it's just she's kind of doing it for fun. Like, I don't feel like she's got feelings involved at this point. I feel like she's just doing it because it's... Oh, I think it's the opposite. I I think that Gigi, like, I think Gigi, Beck could have been Gigi, like, Gigi has been probably in therapy like she's a little bit younger the world was a little bit kinder ish to people her age than Bet's age like being a gay woman and I just think that Gigi maybe has worked on herself like actually done the work a little bit more than Bet and I think that Gigi really really likes Bet and it could go further but I think it will all be fucked up by Bat 100% because Bat is very intelligent, great, whatever. But she, as we see, especially with the relationship with Tina, she is not willing to to do the work. Like when mm-hmm. we first, first met her in the first season, like she doesn't think she should go to therapy and and work on these things. And I, I just think that you know she could better herself and and I think it will be bad that either won't commit or the Tina I I don't necessarily maybe think the Tina thing but I think it'll be more about Gigi will want it to be like real and to be like two awesome women together whereas that might see it more as like Gigi's hot and, and like a fling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish yeah. that they would they would be together forever and ever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> we would have a spin now, now who's the back. one with love heart in love heart eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love them. But yeah, I, I I whatever happens, we have episode two to treasure and treasure, so <laughs> that we can rewind and watch over and over again. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, Ash. I think Gigi's ready for a partner. I mean, she yeah, has kids. She's been it. through the divorce. She has a good job. She, you know, was kind of kicked out, I guess, of the throuple. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> she's, you know, I think she's kind of like ready. Like, okay, i I want well, someone. it'd be interesting to see where it goes because I still I disagree. I think she's more like uh, gotten out of a serious thing right now. Her, you know, wife being divorced from a wife and like then being thrown out of the truffle. Like, I feel like she's just doing it for a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we will. We'll see. Just to circle back a little bit to Shane and Tess, we didn't talk specifically about those two and their relationship is such a complicated word so what do we think is going on with them i don't know tess has her number a little bit and she's also still getting to know her i mean she does reference what she thought of her when they first met and now you know she keeps trying to pull her pull shane out of her shell a little bit so to speak get her to open up get her to you know she wants to ask her questions and share and it's sort of on that line of I mean their boss employer employee employer employee they're but it's kind of a friend thing and almost you know sometimes verging on a more than friend flirtation thing when Tess is teasing Shane about making her blush. Yeah. But again, I don't, know, I don't know if the writers are just trying to get us to 
yeah, ship think them. of that, but it's not really. Or if there could be some sort of a future romantic relationship there. Yeah. Plus, we also found out that um, Shane is now divorced and Kiara took oh. half of everything. Okay. Again, I had a lot of feelings about that. That was just dropped there. First of all. <laughs> In true Elwood style. <laughs> right. Again, it's like, how much time passed during this break? She got half of everything. So I'm like, first of all, my first thought was, isn't she famous? Doesn't she yeah. have? Isn't she rich also? Yeah, Why would she get half of Shane's? Rock star. Like, is Shane just incredibly wealthy and Kiara's just, like, comfortable? Or... And That's the thing. She she's like rich enough that like she was recognized at the bloody DMV, and uh-huh. Shane was rich enough that she was like, "I'm gonna buy this bar." Like, it's not like she bought the bar. Like, oh, this can be a good investment, and I can work really hard in it and get the money. Like, it was a very flippant, like, you know, as if she paid all ca- like she didn't go and be like i'm gonna work on a business plan and blah blah like it was just like eh, buy it like i would mm-hmm. pay like buy like a pair of jeans or something so yeah like she wanted to distract herself so she was just like i may as well do this yeah i definitely yeah. have questions though like how long were they married and did they get married in california because that's kind of like the notorious you know 50 percent state yeah well, then probably. Which, which people might not know if they're not watching this from the U.S., but um, yeah, laws are different in every state, including marriage and divorce. And yeah, in like California, Cali- if you get divorced, your spouse gets half. I mean, that's kind of, that's very standard. But I just, I don't know. I guess I didn't really assume that they got married in California because they seem to be sort of jet-setting when but they But also met. Shane can't be that rich if, like, Having half her stuff taken makes her. What does she say? Exactly. She's in a bind. She's in a bind. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, right. episode one of season one, she flew in in a private jet exactly. <laughs> from another country. Yeah. Like, right. l- l- like a, pr- a private jet from from the Isle of Man to England, like is like eight hundred, a thousand bucks. Okay, you're up in the air for like half an hour, but everyone does that here but if you were to get england to america which i think she was either like in Mm -hmm. england or france or something like that yeah you're you're talking like i'm not even joking like eighty thousand dollars for a trip like it is bananas crazy money yeah because just to fly like within the u.s is like twenty thousand for a private jet so yeah overseas Maybe she just hide it from, you know, the Hollywood Hills to West Hollywood. <laughs> the last a client. A client was a just client in a private jet. <laughs> but yeah, so Actually, you're that right. That doesn't, be... that doesn't make sense that she's wealthy enough to kind of be throwing money around to be doing $10,000 buy-ins like it's nothing. To give $10,000 to, was it Eddie in the last yeah. episode as like an is... apology? 10k is like a small buy-in like the like molly bloom when she was running her game it it started at like 100k but there were also like 500k buy-ins like Mm -hmm. it it, like people like toby Maguire and ben affleck and all that mega mega like you're not talking 10k 10k is nothing to them right and it's not like her bar is a 10 million dollar business there's no reason that (laughs) she should be having issues when it's it's closed most of the time but let's see that doesn't make sense as to how blase she was with the 10 losing the 10 grand then if she's in such a bind with after divorce has no money and then she's just like oh yeah let me go play play poker and gamble 10 and ten thousand dollars i'll just lose it like that she was a bit like eh whatever oh on the other hand though i guess you could be saying that she needs this underground poker game because she needs the not you know a five figure but the millions that could potentially come in from running something like that and that that is also the question then because i always keep referencing molly bloom but it is such the the story about it and the people she was using are just so interesting because yeah like usually when i reference it i talk about the celebrities but they were a small piece of of the pie. It was like real estate people and 
business people and consultants and all that. And the way she got in trouble is when she brought in like uh, a lot of these Russian art people who were dealing in like a million buy-in or something like that. But if they're doing a poker night orientated to lesbians (laughs) in Silver Lake, like, how many uh, the blind talking about <laughs> like yeah, the blind will be fifty dollars <laughs> because even like the the company that I used to work for it's the biggest poker company in the world and the games every day there's millions and millions of hands but the buy-ins are literally like I think you can do even like a dollar buy-in at some and most of how the players like make money is they have like tons and tons and tons of windows open at the same time and they're playing like 40 games at once and they're they're getting you know dollars and dollars and then they all add up like times 40 and then they get points for playing on there and then cash out the points for real cash Mm -hmm. so it's not like you can just get rich like playing in one game like what is she gonna do this once a week like this surely there's not enough people to do this every night or like three nights a week well it's in alternate dimension l word so (laughs) (laughs) by episode four she'll be really rich or the money will be flowing i know what's the over under here what are the odds that we see dana's like functioning as an actual bar again this season (laughs) zero to none (laughs) with actual trailer Well, although we did see Tess Kane counting the take there at the end there. So there was, you know, some money coming in. But in the in. trailer, there's that massive table with, like, this, there's, like, poker chips, like, uh, probably uh, the ones that were lined up in the episode. And then the rest of the booth, it's, like, Shane, Tess, and the dog. And there is just <laughs> stacks and stacks and stacks of cash. Because that's how it works, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I worked in the industry, so I remember me and miss gloria just counting stacks and stacks of cash after having yeah. <laughs> they're all probably just dollar daily bills. and they <laughs> all probably just tokenized. all been brought in by the dog <laughs> yeah maybe the dog like pickpockets or <laughs> shane's like i know people to invite and it was just her friends but like <laughs> I mean, she had a lot of clients and That's stuff. That's pretty much past. all she knows, but right? Also, like, who else would she invite that she hasn't already slept with in the past? Slim Pickens. But you know, it's a lesbian, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But I would I would love if she would like invite um Holland Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> One other thing that we haven't really talked about is Alice and her professional stuff, her book tom and what we think is gonna happen with the book the book launch and you know her show and the future of that i didn't really care about the book before but now i'm i'm getting a little curious on how that'll play out i don't think i mentioned this when we talked last time but when leisha haley came into the into the suite and i think she said this to someone else too that at the suite at the the Elward premiere that that we went to they she said that Alice is gonna have like a big Dana's reference this Mm. season so I think it'll be like to do with the book yeah when they kind of pointed out that she needed to mine some more personal anecdotes for her book that's yeah I was kind of Mm -hmm. thinking about that too well I'm hoping Mm. that her book actually brings up stuff from the original show like in a throwback and not just skims yeah. over it like they seem to be so doing too. it with the rest of the characters where they're just not mentioning like like how has shane not mentioned carmen at all like i feel like that was a big part of her life that you would at least mention to her but yeah no it's only been two episodes though that's true that's true yeah but i mean all of season one also she was not mentioned yeah i mean episode four last season had a lot I mean they had a lot to do last season like getting yeah not only introducing all these new characters but then also you know when they did have the chance for references like Tina was coming so get mm. their stuff out and then obviously like there had to be some sort of closure on the Jenny thing but I definitely think we'll be seeing a lot 
of OG references and maybe some faces. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to say anymore because Showtime will snipe me from someone. (laughs) (laughs) It will smite you from the earth. And I think on that note, we shall leave it there for this week. So thank you all so much for listening to episode two of Drinks at Dana's. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and other good podcasting services. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please consider giving us a review. And don't forget, you can also share the podcast with your friends. If you're interested in finding Chris and Jess, they are The L Word Online. That is their website and their Instagram. And you can find me, Ash Silver, on my YouTube channel, which is also called Ash Silver. And my Instagram is the.ash.silver. So make sure that next week you guys watch episode three, Luck Be a Lady. And once you've watched the episode on Showtime, make sure to head over here to listen to our episode three review. And we shall see you here back next week. So have a fantastic week. Take care and we'll see you soon. Bye guys.